Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your host for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. gentlemen and welcome back to the eagle eye podcast today i'm going to be recapping that terrible loss that the men's had against chivas in the clasico nacional quarterfinal of the guardianes 2020 season and then of course we're going to be giving our praises and hailing the ladies who were able to get the job done and stamp a ticket into the semifinals of their season all right Let's get into today's show, and as always, let me introduce today's co-host. It is none other than New York's favorite resident, Christian Rosendo, and Brooklyn's very own AJ. Gentlemen, how are we today? Doing well today, Ivan. I hope you're doing well. AJ, I hope you're doing well. Um, you know, it's definitely um, a, a bittersweet weekend. Um, you know, we we had a lot of expectations uh, for the men's side, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But I'm happy for the women's, and hopefully they continue their great run. Definitely, like you mentioned, very bitter, better, very bitter, and very sweet at the same time. As we have uh, kind of the two opposite spectrums of uh, of each side, right? But then we'll talk a little bit more about that, like you mentioned in the show. AJ, how is life today, my man? It's doing good. Just bit show with some college work, but all in all, yeah, mixed feelings. As Christian said, bitter and sweet. Bitter about the men's, but sweet um for the women's. So yeah, doing good overall though. All right, well, good to hear that. And gentlemen, let's not keep these people waiting any longer. Let's jump into exactly what the mess was for the men's. Let's talk a little bit more about this defeat, this kind of very humiliating exit that America ends up taking against our most bitter-hated rivals against Chivas. Both both legs just completely looked like we were just subpar to what we were expecting. I mean, chances were created, but again, chances were missed. So overall, Christian, I, I know we've had a couple of hours to kind of di- digest and kind of dissect all of this. How are you feeling overall afterwards in, in regards to the to these two games? <sighs> Disappointed. Um, you know, it's it, it's one thing losing because I can handle losing and I can I, I can handle when when my team goes down. But, you know, when we go down in a fighting way and that was just a plain embarrassment. Um, like you said, I've been over both legs. Uh, uh, we didn't look like we we wanted to win we we were never in it um chivas just showed a more more you know gut more will uh they they just wanted a more plain and simple uh it showed from minute one uh in in the game in game one and we just couldn't respond we couldn't adjust um you know i i had my doubts about the lineup um but when we get more into that i'll I'll share my my thoughts on that, but just overall, that that was just an embarrassment. And uh, you know, props to Chivas, good games to them. They they deserve it one hundred percent. It's just it's just very sad to see that you know we put up that performance uh, against Chivas. You know, and that should never happen. Yeah, it 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 shouldn't be the way that America goes down in the Liga by any means necessary. And I mean, automatically this season will already be chucked up as uh, an ultimate fracaso, and it will never be, uh, you know, and and whatever they did throughout the regular season will all obviously be eclipsed exactly by these two games in which, of course, they never really showed up and took any advantage. But AJ, talk to me a little bit more about how you're feeling about this game. I know one word will come to mind, and that word would be pain. <laughs> Literal pain suffering agony just <laughs> this team was so lackluster like i had no idea what was happening like the first game i'm just like do they not want to play do they not realize they're in the league year they're playing against their most hated rivals and i felt like it took two games when they finally got them they're like oh we're playing against them we're in the league year. wait what it's unbelievable just the first game just I don't understand. Like the goal that Chiwa scored, I mean, props to Chicotecam, just like, okay. So he just kind of did that. He just said, let's see what happens. And then in the second game, um, yeah, no, he just made everyone look like a complete fool of defense. They just looked at that ball like as if it was a rainbow and just see it go right into the top corner, pretty much on, on Ochoa. And I just feel like everyone, they were just out of it. They really didn't play. Henry Martin, he made Tony Lopez look like a clinical striker. And that's just unbelievable. Vinas, we call him out of Vinas. This dude was nowhere to be seen. 
prompted in the first game, he did sub in a bit late, so understandable. But in the second game, you start. I think, to my mind, maybe you got only maybe one shot that entire game. Everything else, it's pretty much Henry, and we just hoped that he could finish. And you know what the end result was? He couldn't finish at all. It was so bad that Henry scored one goal. The counter was like, oh, America scored. Hooray, I guess. And it was just like, yeah, no, just... Uh, I'm just kind of just lost her words. Just pain. Pain. We revert to that one word, pain. And it was definitely pain watching this America side try to figure it, it out throughout the game. And I think it was a little bit a, a little bit too late once we saw a little bit of initiative. They were already down two goals. They needed the miracle four. Um, and, and at that point, it just it, it, it was impossible. It, it was completely, utterly impossible. Um, and you know, Miguel Herrera got asked this after this after the second game, and it was whether or not they he felt that his team was maybe a little bit fatigued in the mental side of things. That it looked it looked like they were just they they there wasn't that kind of aggression. There wasn't that kind of like urgency to to go out it and fight for the game. Like the mentality that these America players showed, not just in the first game but definitely in the second game, were kind of those of a very defeated side already. There was just no, no one out there on that pitch said, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to grab it by the throat and I'm just going to say, let's go. I'm going to take this game to you. And whether, you know, we could have lost by more than that. And, but if America went down fighting, that's a whole different story. Like you mentioned Christian, but we didn't. And that was the thing that really just frustrated me was that there was no sense of urgency and when Miguel Herrera gets his question asked, he then completely gets butt hurt and says, oh, why are you asking me this question? My players know exactly what situation they're in. When they're like, yeah, this is when we're most mentally sharp and, and, and we're ready and wanted and blah, blah, blah. But then you just go out there and you say, how can you justify that answer with those 180 minutes that you just performed? It makes no sense whatsoever. So I think there's kind of this bit of kind of, anger towards the players towards the towards the manager towards everyone really because it's one thing like you mentioned christian to go down with a fight there's another thing to just kind of brush it off and say you know what whatever this year was it is what it is and then we'll just try to fix it next season hopefully and that's kind of what the answer was it kind of was like a shrug of the shoulders from the club saying oh well we'll go at it again next year like yeah. that's not the response you should get from an america side and, um, you know, just to add on to that and to the, I guess, so-called excuses, even though there are no excuses, but, you know, some people just love to make them. Um, a lot of people were saying that the three weeks in between uh, our last match uh, has something to do with it. It, you know, it also gave people say that she was had an advantage because they played it. But I don't find that an excuse. Um, if no. anything, I feel like we, we should have been even more prepared uh, because we had those extra weeks to prepare for this match, knowing that we just had Chivas on their mind. They, on the other hand, they had two weeks and then they had to prepare Nekax and then they had only three days to prepare for us. So uh, we should have been much more prepared for what they were going to do. And um, and it, it didn't really show. Like I said, from from when the lineup came out, um, it just didn't seem like uh, like Bioho was ready to, to be the, the protagonist in this series. I think that he really wanted to play safe, especially in that first game, and then it costed us dearly. Um, and we just couldn't find an answer. Uh, Bioho didn't find an answer. Uh, and even so, in the second, like, Chivas presented a weaker side than they did in the first. And they still played better than us in the first half as well. So, to me, that's just, that it raises some questions of, you know, what is Bio what was Bioho trying to do throughout those two games? Um, why is there no leader on the pitch? What is in the the minds of these players? Uh, and you know, this is the this is the, the, the I think everything being asked around the club is 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 justifiable because it's not just you know on the course of these two games. It's been the entire season that players aren't showing up. You know, the manager isn't responding. Uh, over the past couple of seasons, you know, the 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 board hasn't responded with with these transfers that 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 can help the squad. Uh, you know, go, going for these young promises that you know Venus was was maybe like a, a, a one out of a one out of ten a one out of ten transfer, and you know they kind of just based it off that, and, and they they think that everyone's going to be a Vinas. Uh So things really got to change, and I really hope they change soon. Yeah, um, I mean, where to start with all of this? Really, it just seems like there's a lot to dissect, and and, and I kind of want to just go off and let's, let's start in chronological order. Let's go into this first game that we had on Wednesday against them in the Estadio Acron. 
we came into this game a little bit skeptical because of the formation and rightfully so. I think you mentioned it, Christian. It was more of a let's try to play it safe. Let's try to, you know, manage that left-hand side a little bit. We know the speed that they're capable of implementing. So let's try to make sure we can counter that. And to some extent, it maybe worked here and there, but it wasn't really, it wasn't a mastery of a plan because it wasn't like, oh, it, it totally paid off because it didn't. Right. Um, I think that you look at the chances that America had and, you know, if Henry puts away one of the two chances that were that that we kind of inevitably go back and talk about, it's a whole different game. Right, it's it's a whole different game. Mm-hmm. Escobosa actually looked really good in that first game, and that was the one player that we were all worried about. He looked much better than what any of us were expecting. Not to say that you know he was completely the the best player out on the pitch, but I do think that you know we came in with a lot of doubts, and he came up and gave a little bit more of response. He actually showed a little bit more character in that in that first game than most players did. Um, but the thing is that we can sit here and we can talk about those Henry chances and how that game would have been different and America probably would have capitalized on it and managed the game differently, whatever. At the end of the day, we're not here to talk about what ifs. We have to talk about what's concrete. And the fact was that we went for about, what, 80 minutes almost without scoring a goal. And I think that it definitely hinged on the players' heads and it kept kind of overshadowing these players and then this kind of doubt seeped and creeped in a little bit. And I think that's what ended up getting to this to this side. And that's what happens. You know, you get then a great this wonder goal from from your rivals. And I think you just never saw America coming back from that moment on afterwards. And you said, well, we're gonna have to leave it to the home game. And that was that that should have never been 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 what happens. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And then uh, we can go back to the first game. And, you know, I think a player that I I really want to raise my eyebrow is Richard Sanchez. I think he he probably one of the worst players out of both games, non-existent, letting players fly by him. uh, Very imprecise passing. Um, His decision making was awful. It was horrendous. Um, I don't know if that's that that's due to maybe lack, lack lack of playing these last three weeks. Um, I don't know what it was, honestly. I'm not going to put an excuse for him, but that's one player that we needed to show up in both of these games, and he was non-existent, and I think that that really helped Chivas kind of implement their play style and let them be the protagonist over us. Uh, you know, Santi Casas is another player who really didn't show up, and I, I really thought he was going to. Um, you know, just without them two being at their top game, this was always going to be a hard series. And um, it just made it that much harder with them not being there, uh, basically in 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 both games. Um, I will I will give credit to Escobosa. I think that in the first game he he did what he was asked, but still though, just him being there and what Piojo was trying to do still put us at a disadvantage, no matter how well he played. Um, and that, that that's nothing that we should have never done. I think that if we would have. We, we we would have been a little bit more aggressive. Um, maybe one of those chances does go in. Maybe we we have another one, uh, and and could and could put that in. But just just the fact that Piojo wanted to play this safe, like you said, Ivan, it just puts us at a disadvantage. And uh, I I honestly want to blame Piojo more than the players, but I think that um. But I think you can't. I, 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 I think I think you have to, to share you the blame to. all around. No, you you do share the blame, but you put you put it more on him for not trying to adjust to the game. When Chivas, after the first half of the first game, Chivas knew that we were kind of at a, at a stalemate and America was playing better in that first half. It only took them about 10 minutes to make the subs. And after those subs, you saw how Chivas just kind of springboard into action and the game just completely turned on its head and then they started getting more chances. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I think, uh, and I think we talked about this in our own little group chat. It was the fact that it looked like Piojo got outcoached once again in these kind of pivotal moments in where you would expect him to have learned all these years to be able to find a way mm-hmm. to counter what Wusatich did on the pitch. And he just seemed at like like he just kept looking over at his bench and saying, I don't really have anything to counter that with. Granted, he maybe he has a point, you know, but at, at, at that point as well, it's just like you just gotta make do with what you have. And and, and Time and time again, we've praised him for being like, oh, well, you know what? He's got, he got the team to X amount of points with with, with so many players injured and, and all this stuff. And he's been able to do it in the regular season, in the postseason, when it's 
more critical than ever to find a way to do it. He hasn't, he doesn't show up and do it at all. And I think that's what frustrates a lot of fans is that in those moments, granted, yes, maybe he didn't have the tools for it, but you would imagine that he has the experience to be able to make it happen. And that's the thing that frustrated a lot of people. Um, I mean, I, I, I think I, I blame a lot of, a lot of some players as well. You, you can't go out there and play. Of course. As bad as you did. No, like, no, of course, 100%. Like, like, none of them had the cojones to go out there and play for the badge. No yes, one. you're right. No one. You're right. No, no one. one understood the caliber of the, of the situation that they were in. No one understood the right. fact that they were playing for America. And they just brushed this off like it was just another Copa Mekis game. Like, that is the thing that frustrated me the most out of everything. Mm-hmm. Players that we talked about week in and week out that did great. Richard Sanchez, you know, was a player. Henry Martin, who was going in form. Veredico Vinas, I know AJ just mentioned them. And, and I'm looking at players like Sebastian Cordova who I just could not have enough after the first game. And even after the second game, I wanted to rip his hair off. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I couldn't understand. Gio too, just like, I, I just could not understand how these players go into a situation and then just brush it off like it was just another game for them. Yeah. And that's what I think makes me most mad because I feel like anyone that, that, that understands the culture, the institution, that understands what they're playing for will go out there and just die on the pitch for the result. Even if even if you don't walk away with 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 the victory, at least you go out there and you're saying, "Okay, I don't have any doubts. I can go to sleep soundly knowing that I gave everything I could, and they outbested me." That's another thing. But you just walked around, just passed the ball, and were very inconsistent. And then you just kind of looked at each other and just like, "Oh, I thought you had him. No, you had him." It's just like that. What what's going on? No, definitely, yeah. Um, and it's just just a, a a mentality thing as well. And it it it's just weird how how bad we played over the 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 course of these two games when we were we really weren't in that bad of a shape. Uh, when we finished the season, uh, yes, we we did tie against Suarez, but that was just because I I just think the player was just a little bit more relaxed, knowing that they were already in and stuff like that. So, uh, we'll we'll, we'll talk that up. But the game prior to that, we had Tigres, and and we we played that game pretty well. So, um. I don't know. It's uh, it's it, it's definitely not something um to be taken lightly. Um, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it more uh, a little bit later. But there's a lot of players that are on their way out right now, or at least attempted to be on their way out, and you know they could have an influence on what our team looks looks uh looks uh, next season. But um, just to talk about this this first game, um, very disappointing from a lot of these players. Like you said, Cordova, I expected so much more from him. Henry Martin needed to finish at least one of those three chains that he had. Uh, Richard was non-existent. Um, Jorge Sanchez was a little bit uh, not yeah, smart in the was, sense, yeah, in, in the sense of when when to go up because he was caught off a lot, and you can't do that when you have speedy wingers. Uh, you you need to cover, uh, and then you know just. Gio was also not there as well, but I mean, you know, this is the so-called team that you know he always performs against, and he didn't perform in either game. So uh, that that's that. Um, AJ, I, w- I would like to know, uh, you know, what what did you think about this first game? I really thought that America had something going forward, considering we were the ones getting the most shots out compared to Chios. Because I'm just looking at stats, we. We just had a lot more shots on Tar. There was an instance where I'm pretty sure Gio could have scored like in the opening, what, eight minutes where he just sent the ball off slightly, which I really mm-hmm. thought if he happened to score right there, those floodgates can open. And I'm like, okay, we can get something going. But then I feel like the countless opportunities that America missed, it's going to bite you back pretty hard because it just goes to show you miss those opportunities. Those opportunities may or may not come back again. And I feel like Chivas... When they made those substitutions, they essentially capitalized on it. At that point, when she got the did score, Ochoa was trying to just tell everyone to get into the game. And as you guys just mentioned before, how I felt like no one realized that it was really a classical. It's just one of those things. It's just like, we lost. Okay, let's try again next time. Oh, we lost the next game. And okay, so beep. It's just, it's just really frustrating because I feel like there's just really some players on the team. It's like, how did you even get in this team in the first place? I don't know what Gio... They always talk a lot about him, but me, when you get called the most overrated player in MLS history to then come to America for what, a year? I'm like, I'm going to be slightly worried. It's like, why did you get named that? Then there's, so as you look at Santi Casa, I'm like, how did you even get to Europe 
from Argentina. What did Villarreal saw in you? But then when I look at the amount of yellow cards he got at Villarreal, and then he just essentially would not start ever again. I'm like, I think I can see why. And then when he just made his way to Mexico, and we're trying to say this is the guy that's supposedly supposed to replace Guido until we can find a permanent replacement. That's a big shoe you have to fill in. And just seeing how he's been playing throughout the entire season, Villarreal, I'm kind of really hoping you really do not decide to keep this player at this point. I would just send him back to another team. Ridiculous. Just then, like, in the first game, we're going with five defenders, and in the second game, we swap back. I don't know, man. Luis Fuentes is a center-back. Please do not ever do that again. I beg of you. Some five six dude that had to go up against other players that are way taller than him, and when it comes to corners... It's like you you might as well just play with just 10. You might as well just play with 10 players or something on the pitch when you're having him as a defender because it's just ridiculous. Jorge Sanchez, I think ever since that final really he did against Monterrey where he made that big mistake, I don't, I think he just really lost all kind of um, confidence at that point. It's like he makes a mistake just seeing defenders just fly by him. I wonder if he's really thinking like, what happened to me? Because he had so much praise when he was in Santos and then we signed to America. We saw promise in him. And then that moment, that moment against Monterrey happened. And I just feel like he was never the same since. Just, just the defense, they just were just completely lost. This is the defense we have to work with and try to do something with. But then after seeing these two matches in total, I'm just like, we cannot go with this defense. I feel like if at any point in the future, this will be our defense. I feel like teams are like, okay, just try to pass through the defense, make him do a stupid foul. We can do something. And like you mentioned, Richard Sanchez, he played so well in the regular of the season. He's and then even on the on with Paraguay when it's international break, he looked great. And then now in just these two games, and I feel like I'm kind of hoping not. It's gonna break his confidence with the amount of criticism he's get. I saw countless tweets just from just saying just get him out. That's the same I like to say about Vinas. Like these two games where he did not appear, and everyone's not gonna say that like Maravinas is gone. This dude's a complete boss. Like, why did America sign what eight, ten mil or something for this guy to extend his contract for four years at Kansas State? It just it's ridiculous. And then as you mentioned with Cordova, there's moments he could have given a pass right to someone's completely open, but he just decides to just then go on a one on two or one on three. I'm like, pass the ball, homie. What are you doing? Don't do that by yourself. And then after realizing the mistake, you don't see any reaction out of him. He's just like, okay, well, I lost it. I'm going to just go back to playing defense. I guess just, it's just ridiculous. Like out of every team, every America side that I've saw since 2013, I feel this is one of the most lackluster sides that has no kind of identity whatsoever. And then I thought about this in my head. We let players go like Agustin Marchesin, Guido Rodriguez, Edson Alvarez, Diego Lainez, Mateus Uribe. And then the players that we got to sub sub into, like to fill in the spots of these players, I'm kind of like, how? Who in the right mind really thought, yeah, Santi Casas can replace Guido Spar or also Gonzalez, no problem. You see him on the pitch, you're like, yeah, no, you might want to go back onto that pitch immediately, on the bench immediately. You shouldn't even be on the pitch. It's, it's really frustrating. I'm not understanding to like, it feels like we're having an identity crisis. That really worries me for a team that is the biggest team in Mexico to lose to your rivals in back-to-back matches. Have essentially one dude from your most hated rivals just end your entire team. I'm I'm lost. I don't really want to curse because I don't want anything. I don't want to get in trouble or anything. It's just it's ridiculous. <laughs> the too much banned for AJ for yeah, cursing on the I'm podcast. Gonna get, I'm, I'm gonna get banned. Like I always joke, but it's like no, it's so stupid. Like I don't know. Like we have, I'm, we're gonna, I'm, we're gonna talk about this at some point in the future. We got Concacaf next, the Concacaf Champions, and I'm so worried considering what we hear news about certain players are gonna be missing. Just. I'm lost. I mean, as Dylan would say, this team was dragging ass completely in these two matches. <laughs> in the league. Yeah, like, it was so bad. We looked so dead inside. Just Here we go. <laughs> Red card for you, AJ. There it is. Well, I know AJ, AJ brings up really good points. And I think I, I want to read off a little bit some what some some uh, of the live viewers are saying right here. So sure. bringing up here from Freddie saying some of the players here 
uh, in this squad are Pecho Frios. They don't understand the type of game that they were playing. And then this goes alludes back to what I was saying and back to what AJ was saying as well, you know? Well, says Sepulveda saying, clean house, you know? We'll talk about that later. <laughs> clean house, uh, you know, replace them with some players from the feminine team. They play with more cojones yes. than the guys. Yes. And uh, yeah, I know AJ will definitely agree with that. But I do want to get, I, I want to get to this, um, I, I want to get to this comment because, uh, well, before I, sh- I show the one I want to get to, uh, Atuesta from LAFC would be a good fit for the midfield. Bye bye, Sanchez. I would say bye bye, Sanchez, but I think Atuesta would definitely make a good partnership with Sanchez. So mm, more we'll, on that later. We'll, 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 we'll talk about that. I don't know. I don't think that's a possibility, though. I don't see LAFC uh, letting him go. But I want to get to this one. Um, damn, y'all hate everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I want to address that because I, it, it sounds like we do at the moment, but rightfully so. I don't. I wouldn't say we hate these players. I. I just want to say that we're very. We're just criticizing men at the moment because I. I. I can't sit here and say that I hate Richard Sanchez. I can't sit here that I say that I hate Henry after those misses. I. I don't hate these players. I'm just criticizing them for the moment that they didn't capitalize on. Right. I don't think. I don't think we can say. I don't. Any of us sit here and say, you know what? I hate this player so much. Like that's 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 not us. I don't think that's ever been. Uh, when's the last time you hated a player? You know. It's probably Rolfi Montenegro because he just no. wouldn't do anything. Manuel Aguilera. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? Even Aguilera stepped up in this league. You know, he 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 was as solid as we got, and that says a lot. That 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 is the problem for America. Is the guia is that Aguilera was your most solid player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's 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 the thing. Is like it's it's it wasn't the fact that you know we hate these players. It's the fact that we're very we're being very critical about them because it was it wasn't just a quarterfinal league. It was a quarterfinal league against your most hated rivals. Like there was everything to play for in this game. And no one showed up. No one. No one. I'll say here and I'll say not even a chore showed up. No one here showed up. And that's the thing that frustrated me. And so We'll talk about squad movements and all that stuff. We'll, we'll get you a little preview a little bit ahead of, uh, ahead into the show. Um, there's a lot of news circling the team right now. Christian, we'll get into uh, a quick brief recap of, of everything that's been going on in just a little bit. But let's move on into the second game, gentlemen. And, and I don't want to waste any more time here because I do want to give the ladies more than enough time to talk about, you know, the brilliance that they were able to pull off. And, and and preview the game against Rayadas because I, I do think the ladies deserve way more time than the men do at this point. But um, let's talk about the second game. We came into this one uh, a little bit. Uh, what what's the right word? Um, I don't want to say confident, but but we came in it with a little bit of an extra okayness. Like okay, we've been here in this situation before. We got this mm-hmm. right. And I, th- I think that was the overall feeling of this game was America's got this. And I think the players came out and thought, oh, we got this. We've done it before. Score a goal and we'll go from there. Exactly. And it showed. It showed on the pitch. <laughs> Everyone was a little bit just, okay, a l- little too relaxed for me. And I think, I, and I, and I think the, the commentator said in Tudene, it, was, it felt like America was the one winning. Yes. There was no urgency. Mm-hmm. There was no pressure. There was no sense of I need to score a goal right away, and so happened that then you know Calderon scores yet another amazing goal. And I mean, what can you do at the moment? But just yeah. look around and say, this is all because every single one of you on the pitch. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Richard Sanchez is at fault for that goal. Terrible pass. I mean, terrible. I don't even know who he's trying to pass it to. That she was then able to mount the counterattack. But um, I mean, overall, just impressions of the second game. Again, disappointed. Uh, you you said it perfectly. We we looked like we were the ones winning. Uh, and I I don't know if I tweeted it or if I if I uh if I sent it in the group chat. But I was talking about the Leon game, and then you know, and Leon came off to a brilliant start because knowing that they needed a goal to get back into the series, and that's exactly what they did in the first six minutes. They had a goal, and I don't I, like I said I don't know if I tweeted or if I said it in the group chat, but I was like, America needs this Leon start. Like, this is how America needs to come out. And it was a complete opposite because Chivas came exactly out the way Leon did. They were the ones saying, okay, let's see, we got a goal and this series is probably over. Everything we said in the preview of uh, of this series was vice versa because Chivas did literally exactly what we said that America was going to do. 
Um, and it, it, it just showed that, you know, if, you know, the team showed up with more urgency, they showed up with more, with more everything, with more grit. They, they wanted it more. They knew what was at stake. Um, they were just more prepared and it sucks to say that because, you know, you never want to say that, you know, about your, your, your biggest rival, but let's just face it, guys. They, they were, they were better than us by miles, um, and, and every single category and, and the thing that, that frustrated me the most was in the second game, they had a worse starting 11 than they did in the first match. And they still played better than us. Um, and considering we made adjustments too, we, we, we put in our so-called best striker and he was nowhere to be found for the whole match. Um, so yeah, just pure disappointment. Uh, there's, there, there needs to be changes. Um, but like Ivan said, we'll go into that a little bit more later because uh, there's there, there's uh, there's actually a few changes that, that, like I said, could change the whole the whole identity of the team. Definitely, AJ. Quickly, briefly, just talk to me about that second game and overall thoughts. Disgraceful, disgusting, and despicable. Just disappointing from America. Oh, oh no, they try they try to do something about it, but they realize, oh, we have essentially a strike that cannot finish to save his life. It's like okay, we essentially pretty much lost hope at that point. Everyone was off no one felt like they really wanted to play they just look at Chicote Calderon's goals they scored against him it's like okay let's call it a day and let's just leave at that point and just at the very end of the day when they lost we're like okay we're out so really just all in all disappointing from America like I said it uh on the day and I'll, and I'll repeat it again today pathetic it's pathetic from this team Everyone looked like they wanted to hide under a rock when it was like minute 62. And I was like, you can't do that. You're out there. You have to go. You have to out there and play. Like, I, like, I don't care if you, we ended up playing with just two defenders and went all out attack. Like, show me something. Give me something. You know, go out there and die for this club. And that's the thing that frustrates me. It's today, for them, it was just another game because for the, for, for the first time in a long time, I've seen these players just be like, well, it's just, our, it was just another day in the office, whatever. So we'll, we'll, we'll get it back next time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's not, I don't know. And that, that's the thing that frustrates me the most because I feel like you could have put any, any fan out there. They could have they told us three two hours before that we were going to go play. And I promise you that we would have had a much better game. Yeah, and some of those players out there. One hundred percent. We've gone out there and died on the pitch. We probably would have lasted like maybe three minutes on the pitch, but we would have done stuff within those three minutes. Um, but overall, pathetic, just disgraceful. Like like AJ said, um, and and I would not be surprised if there's a mutiny uh, ahead of us because it's uh, a lot. A lot has to change mm-hmm. because we've been dealing with this for for quite some time now because this is probably the same conversation we would have had in the last class if corona uh, didn't stop that tournament you know and uh there's there's a lot there's yeah. there's a lot going on in this team that needs to be uh, rectified and whether or not that happens is going to be uh, on santiago baños really um mm-hmm. you know as, as many of us want to say uh you know fuera piojo or all these players but it has to come up from above and you have to look at santiago baños and these next this next tournament coming up you know it's going to be difficult to be to make big changes but this summer has to has something critical has to happen or else you know it, it might just have to be for for años as well um we'll get into a little bit later actually <laughs> but uh rightfully so it was pathetic and, and and that's pretty much it let us know in the comment section down below what you guys think about this game overall how are you guys feeling um i do want to read this off by jose sepulveda he says i hate roger i have no problem saying it i'd rather have mina rather than him so <laughs> yo mina was good in copa mekis don't get me wrong at some points during the season so i mean hey yeah you, 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 i might as well bring that man back for i think he's playing in ecuador or something you'll bring him back Take I guess I guess Jose has forgiven Mina for all those six misses he did had in the Stadio Azteca against Leon in the final. Um, uh, if you think Henry had some 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 sitters <laughs> that he didn't put away, just go back watch and watch me. that final. Jesus Christ! Um, but okay, gentlemen, that is it. America's out. Although we won't be doing our end of the season review just yet. Like we mentioned, we have Champions League, and that is something that we're going to be talking about later on in the week. So make sure you guys stick tuned and stick around on our Twitter page at EY Podcast because we have so many news uh, over there. We're breaking you guys' news in regards to all things America and America Feminine. So if you guys haven't done so, make sure you guys follow us over there. Tell a friend if they're Americanistas as well that, you know, if they want all things uh, American English, then uh, 
then then definitely come follow us. And to Jose has been, says yes, he's forgiven him already. So I guess <laughs> I guess time is a beautiful thing for for Mina. Um, all right. Uh, before we jump into the lady side of thing, Christian, give me a little bit of the updates that have been going on in, in and around the world of Coapa. I know it's been a massive last couple of days in regards to news. I know we have injury updates. I know we have a whole bunch of transfer rumors. Um, a lot of people's, you know, rumored to leave. Just kind of give me the, the quick synopsis of everything. I know we can't get into the details because of the time, but just kind of give me a brief kind of, you know, summary of everything going on. Uh, I'd rather wait uh, until we finish a segment till we get into transfers, but I'll get into team news though, because transfers is too many of them to cover right now. Um, just team news, just right off the bat, um, Emanuel Aguilera will not be uh, joining us in the in the quarterfinal match against Atlanta United or the remainder of the Champions League as he has a meniscus injury and will be out for six weeks. Uh, so more on that to come. Uh, he will be having surgery either tomorrow or later this week? Yes, tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Tomorrow. Okay, beautiful. Um, on I guess on a brighter note, uh, Roger Martinez and Leo, Leo Suarez were cleared for practice, and they joined the squad today. Um, not sure if any two can make it with the impact, but at least we have them at our disposal. Um, Nicolas Benedetti is a, is a case that I, I want to take a little bit of time to, to kind of talk about. Um, he does have a, 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 an issue with, the, with his right leg. Um, he most likely will not play in the Champions League. Um, but we'll, we'll extend this a little bit more because I think this is important. Um, earlier today, a report came out um, and, and, his, and his entourage leaked information that um, he wanted to go back to Colombia uh, during the, uh, America's participation in the Champions League because he feels like the medical staff at America are not attending to him correctly. They feel like he feels like they're rushing him back uh too quickly and that was the cause of this one and a previous injury he had the one that kept him out for for a whole month um he's losing confidence in himself and in the medical and the medical staff uh so he 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 wants to go back to colombia to kind of talk to someone and make sure that that's not the case get checked by doctors over there to make sure everything is good um and that raises some questions to me because if the player feels like this and the player continues to get hassled by the fans knowing that it's not really his fault because they're just rushing him back uh every single time uh the player and this is I'll give this at a 20% because I don't think it's going to happen this this semester but if this continues to happen throughout the clausura uh the player might ask to leave the club uh, like I said, I don't think it's going to happen this semester because uh, I, I think he he wants to prove himself still. Um, but like I said, if this continues to occur in the clausura, it'll, it'll jump from a 20 to like an 85% chance that Nicolas Mendes will ask to leave the club. Not that they'll get rid of him. He's going to ask to leave. Um, in other news, we can talk uh, We can talk a little bit briefly about this, but I think I want to I give this a little bit more time later on. Uh, Pio Herrera, um, yes, a lot of people want him out. I think that that number jumped from 50 to 70. Uh, unfortunately for those 70, uh, he will not be leaving. Uh, at least not right now. Uh, depending on how we do in, in CONCACAF Champions League, uh, he will be our coach for that tournament. Like I said, depending on what happens, uh, how we go out, or if we even win, um, will determine his future in the club. So um, he's not 100% our coach for next for next Lausura, but he's more than likely going to be there. I'll give that 90%. Uh, just a little brief thing on 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 to Santiago Baños, Ivan. You said that this needs to be a, a a big a big season for him, whether it be this semester or next semester. Um, let's hope he even gets to next semester because there is a lot of a lot of rumors and reports saying that Baños' seat is under fire right now. Um, a lot of people are not content with uh, with the signings that he has made. Uh, he feels like he he's uh, he's putting. He's betting too much on these young promises, like we mentioned earlier, uh, and they're not responding. Uh, so there, there's a lot of people in the board that think that it's time for change. Uh, there will be a meeting later this week with everyone, uh, including Piojo, to discuss his future, Bayern's future, transfers for next season, uh, and um, and players leaving uh, the club. Uh, a lot of a lot of information will come out this week, so I urge you guys to please follow us at Eagle Eye Podcast. I've been doing my absolute best uh, since we got eliminated, because literally an hour after we got eliminated, a lot of news started rolling out, and I've been trying to keep up with everything. Um, in regards to a lot of transfer rumors, I think we'll get that a little bit later, because there's a lot, a lot of names here that I think we need to go into de- uh, into depth with. But like Ivan said, I think we need to give the ladies the, their appropriate time, so uh, we'll get back to that a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that probably in, in, in an upcoming episode. We'll, we'll we'll give 
enough time for us to break down all this stuff, but pretty good, pretty good stuff right there. Uh, Christian, thank you so much for that information. Um, like you just, you guys saw so much, so much information that we have to get into. Uh, we unfortunately don't have all the time to get into all the details, but we will be back now later, later next week. And, and we'll be able to talk about all that stuff. And, um, you know, uh, I, I think this will be the last episode where we kind of join the men's and the women's together. Um, and and you know the ladies will have their own separate podcasts at the moment, and then the men's will will talk more about all that stuff because there is a lot of big pieces moving and shifting in and around Coapa in regards to the men's side of things. So we'll we'll see what happens. But thank you again, Christian, for all that good stuff and good information. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys follow us over on uh, Instagram and Twitter at EY Podcast. We'll have you guys up to date with everything that happens in and around the world of Coapa. Don't forget that today's episode is brought to you guys by Foot Cults. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go check them out at footcult.com. They make amazing sports gear, soccer jerseys, soccer shorts. Um, they just dropped this amazing, beautiful goalkeeper kit that I am excited to purchase. Um, so if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys go check out uh, Foot Cult uh, over on Twitter and over on their website. If you guys like any of the products that they do, uh, do make you guys can use discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. Again, that is discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. And again, thank you to our sponsors, Foot Cult, for making all of this a possibility. All right, gentlemen, are we ready to talk about um, talk about the ladies and, and what they've done? Yes, I'm ready. Yes, I am. All righty then. Okay. Um, Well, where to start off? America Feminine actually ended up giving us something to smile about this week. If you guys haven't, or if you guys haven't seen what they were doing, they also had to go up against Chivas. And unlike the men's, they were able to prove that, hey, America still continues to reign over Chivas in this category. And after a pretty, you know, up and down season, it's nice to see that the ladies have been able to culminate this Ligia into a promising start. We have a ticket into the semifinal after a two-legged match in which the second game got a little bit scary for America. But AJ, overall thoughts in regards to not just the first leg, but the second leg, overall this whole series against Chivas for, for our feminine side. This was way more enjoyable than the men's team, no doubt about it. These women showed passion. And they are essentially showing to the men's team, this is how you're supposed to play a Clásico. With heart, determination, and effort. And that's what these ladies went out to go and prove by defeating their rivals in the first game. They tied in the second, but all in all, what was most important, they won the series at the end, end of the day and advancing to the semifinals of the Liga MX Feminine um, Liga. So just... It was a really fun match to watch. Just seeing both of these teams go back at it, back and forth. America scored a goal. Chivas essentially had a response. Then, as soon as Chivas scored a goal, America scores a goal, and it was just a back and forth. And that's what made this so fun. And we even had to see, we even got to see fouls and players even almost clashing at some point. Yeah, it was it, it was the game that we've all asked for coming into this one right we definitely were thinking about uh you know is this rivalry still kind of does it still have that spark that we saw in the um in, in the in the jornada what was it 16 where america went over to Guadalajara to play and rightfully so it was still there the ladies definitely wanted it and aj i told you if america from could play against shivas for the remainder of the season we would see the best out of these ladies and we definitely did i mean overall you saw players that Sometimes we criticize for not showing up. Definitely did. And one of the players that just comes off to my mind is Hannah. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. just Hannah Gutierrez just throughout that entire match. She's been in these two matches. I think this is the best version we've ever seen of Hannah. And I will even probably even give more credit towards the very end of the season. I feel like this is the time where she was starting to prove essentially all the critics is saying that I can start in this team and help this team out. She's only 17 years old. Look what she was able to do. She was able to get herself involved into every single play that America had going forward. We weren't even seeing her on the wings because we were playing a different position. But it's one of the instances of her playing as a midfielder. She would accompany the forwards and the wingers that were going up, which is what I like to see from her more often. You see in the the first leg that she did everything that she possibly can to get the ball and pass to her teammates. If Achieva's player was going up front she would then go ahead and challenge her she's originally the defender she's able to bring some of them the, the her defensive aspects of her game and put it onto the pitch as a midfielder to get the ball away and then in the second 
game against Chivas, she was able to um, be a part of a goal that was scored by Marlene Campo in the second leg, which is amazing. Dani Espinosa essentially jukes two defenders. She gets the pass to Hanna. Hanna gives that pass to Marlene Campa. Marlene scores. Everyone was essentially happy. So in these two legs, I'd say really Hanna was just amazing throughout these two games. Yeah, I mean, so many players to kind of just off the bat uh, congratulate because I think they definitely did what was asked of them um, and then really just ultimately gave us what we wanted. Obviously, we didn't get the game that we preferred, but we got the we got the performances that we needed from these ladies. No doubt about it, really. Just they like second leg was a bit of a struggle, but at the very end of the day, I felt like they they still continue fine. They weren't going to go down without a fight. They didn't want to go into Guadalajara to get a uh, loss. They got the tie. We were winning at first, but I just like that how despite them scoring two goals, it's like, okay, let's get ourselves again, not can see any other goal. If we can get another goal going forward, then so be it. So just no, just America Feminine really, they just, they were giving it their all throughout these two um, games. No, yeah. Definitely. I, I, I completely agree. I mean, the first leg, uh, I, I mean, I, w- I wasn't able to catch it 100%. <laughs> like, who schedules uh, Clásico Nacional at 10 in the morning over here? I have no <laughs> idea. Uh, but, you know, I was like trying to sneak it in while at work. I was like, okay, like this is a good 30 seconds that I get to watch. Now I got to go back to work. Um, but AJ, ultimately, speak to me a little bit more about this first leg. How did you see the ladies come out? Because not only did they hold a clean sheet, and my goodness, did Renata Mascherelli have herself one hell of a game, but ultimately, how did you how did you feel that this America side closed the first half and, and go not sorry, the first half, the first game, and then kind of what what did it allude to in the second? Just in the first, like really, it was a back and forth match going between these two teams. Chivas did look a bit scary. They were getting some opportunities more than America in that first half. But after we see them miss a clear open opportunity, I feel like America for me then took that opportunity. It's like, okay, this is where we're going up against. If they can, if they can't make an open shot like that, we need to take advantage of it. And that's what they did. So as soon as the 30 minute happened, that's when America's like, okay, ladies, let's get into work and let's show um Chivas what we're made of and that's what they did in that first half they were getting shots after shots Blanca Felix she was saving everything but the defense looked completely wore to like what's going on here but then that second leg I feel like it was all America at that point it took us a while but in that 78 minute when Diana Spinoza was ready to take a set piece she sends the ball right into the box Anagabi gets her head onto the ball headed right to Cas Cuevas and Cas heads it right home and then from there, everyone celebrated. Blanca Fix is completely pissed off. Her defense really had nothing to say. And then when we see Cascoyas run down to her side of the pitch, she looked at that Chivas player saying, Esto es América, cabrona. It's like, you know it. When she scored, <laughs> I'm like, yes, this is what we need. She was playing with heart and passion, which is what I love to see. Every single one of these players that were on that pitch, they gave their 110%, and that's what I love to see. I love seeing us score a goal right in their faces, get them so mad, and then for Cascuevas to then say that. And as well, I think what the commentaristas even said on Tunea, that Monica Rodriguez essentially celebrated right in front of Blanca Felix, which then resulted in getting a yellow card. I'm like, yes, get her angry. Like I mentioned before, the L's and Blanca Felix, that's the L she's going to take against against America. And that's exactly what <laughs> happened pretty much at the end of the series. Back to back to back L's, which is why I love. But again, no, that first leg, I loved it. Yes, it took us a while to get to that goal. But when we got that goal, it felt so good. And Renata Mascherelli, how My goodness. Not ever starting her from like day one. Yes, I know she had to come because I had JD getting injured, but just seeing how she's been performing ever since she had to start ahead of Jay Gutierrez due to injury, she's just been bonkers. And there was a, a there's a ball on door. She should be sent for women. She should be put in the names for, in the ball on door list. And she's she just played out her mind as a goalkeeper to that point. I'm thinking to myself, 
I'm being disrespectful to not gain an America goalkeeper kit and having her name on that. So I should probably be doing that pretty soon. But just know that first leg, way eluded, it pretty much said to Chivas, like, you need to be careful because what America Femi just did to you, they're going to do that to you again at home. And rightfully so, they definitely did. Um, I mean, you just have to look at what these ladies went out to do. And like AJ mentioned, you know, these players felt the color, felt the passion, felt felt the moment, right? This is something that they they wanted more than anything. And they knew that they had the opportunity to go out there and stamp an authority over Chivas. Um, and you mentioned that, you know, what, what what this goal meant for the ladies and what it meant for the team as a whole. And you just look at the way that this team celebrates each and every goal that happens. It's just it, it's just a big unity. And I think that's the most beautiful thing about this team is the fact that there is unity, that they that they play for each other, that they know that they that they will fight for each other. And yes, they're not the perfect team. We make mistakes. Sometimes we get lost in transition and sometimes the defense falls asleep. But we're not all the, the ladies aren't, aren't all, all necessarily always pointing fingers at each other. They're, they're, they're usually most of the time trying to like, you know, lift their heads, lift each other's heads up and say, you know what? It's fine. We'll get it back. And and. There's real good sportsmanship and real good. Um, that th- there's a really good, profound uh, kind of unity within the club that I think definitely manifested itself in in these two games, uh, and I think that's just the most beautiful thing we could see in a team that has quite such good synergy and harmony within the locker room that it can then go out there and play and have the game that it has. Um, I mean, the first game, it was good. We got the clean sheet. I think that was the most important part. We didn't we didn't want Chivas to get that away goal. I think that was the most important thing coming into this. Um, and and the the ladies did exactly what they what was asked of them. Um, and again, hats off for them because they had a really good first game. And the second game, I think, um, you know, again, it's a little bit of a toss-up, but you know, we ended up being clinical. Yeah, no doubt about it. Just the second leg. Essentially, at that point, Chivas were coming to that's like, we're losing against this team. We need to do something. But at first, I think it's the same. I think it felt like it was like the same story in the first half for, for Chivas, really. They were trying really desperate, but it just seemed like they looked lost because they realized, yeah, you're, we're playing against America Feminine, but we have no answer. And America Feminine were going to respond back with chances of their own. Renata Mascherelli came up big into this game as well. In that first half, she was just making saves left and right. Especially, throw, I forgot to mention, in that first leg, she made a double save in the span of a second. I'm just like, oh my God. And then in this second leg, she was also just coming up big. She was trying to answer. And then Renata Mascherelli was just like, no, that's the wrong answer. Get that on my face. If that ball's not going to be going in. And that's was just great, Amasha Ali. Yes, Except that one that actually did. Not that I'm being. I'm sorry, AJ. That is that is hers all day, every day. She should not be getting beat the way that she did in that first goal. That was just un- that was unfortunate. Like Licha Saranta had all that space, and I look at that ball, and I'm like, oh, don't tell me that's gonna go. And it went. I'm like, I cannot believe that just like went in. So, but no, I wanted to also get into the goals, but. That first goal that uh, um the first goal that we scored in that second leg, oh my goodness! What Daniela Espinosa just did to those two Chivas defender, I would rethink that at that point. She made a Chivas player put her leg up to try to stop it and got her jump in the air. Then realized, look at that is like, oh, she's actually behind me. Jukes yet another defender at the very side. She didn't pass the ball right to Hannah. Kind of gives that little soft pass to Marlene. Marlene puts it right in. And then everyone just starts celebrating. And I just love that how Blanca Face just got really angry. Just like essentially looking to her defense. Like how did you just let Marlene get a small tapping on me like that? There were bodies all over in that box. And she just realized that ball went to the back of the net. What I love was the celebration. Everyone gathered around. We even get to see a moment at the bench where all the ladies are celebrating. Then you just see Jocelyn. Left up Marlene Campa, and she was just flying high in the sky. And I'm like, I love it. That was amazing just to see that. And then seven minutes later, 
we get that Miguel Marlene Kappa running up the pitch. She passes it to Danny Espinosa. Danny gives Ava Gonzalez the ball. And Ava Gonzalez just launched that into the back of the net. Top bends. And it was deja vu because it was the exact same way that Jennifer Munoz scored the goal against Chivas. And what better yet, mm-hmm. it was in the Estadio Akron against the same goalkeeper. That's just amazing. The Mexican-Americans were just taking over this game completely. Marlene Campa and Ava Gonzalez. I was just so happy when Marlene Campa scored. Me and my mom, we yelled on the top of our lungs of this score. I was like, thank God we scored. And Ava did that. I'm like, holy, insert the bad word here that I'm not going to say live. But I'm just Getting like, close to that red card, AJ. <laughs> get another one. But I'm just like, unbelievable. She just launched that. And then I just saw that in the back. She's just like, I'm going to take a back-to-back L. And I'm like, yeah, it's exactly what's going to happen. That the Chivas defense looks so lost at that point. They're just like, okay. But then, yeah, no. Then the mistakes happen in the 74 man where Licha shoots a ridiculous shot, a long shot to Renata, which, like you mentioned, she should have said that. I would say the same thing. But I feel it's one of those... One of those shots where it's like, is it going to go out or it's actually going to go in? She gets a tap on the bulb, and then when I was like, that's unfortunate. Okay, that's fine. But then you know, 84- I, I feel like that's on her, but I, I still, mm-hmm. that doesn't take away anything of, of a great series that she had. I'm just saying that that has to be her all day, every day. No doubt about it. But yeah, no, then in the 84th minute, this is one of the things we see from America Femini from time to time that we see in the regular season. For some reason, they can never seem to clear the ball out when it's in the box, when like a bunch of players just cluster up together. Gio's play up, Gio's funny play just passes the ball right to Isabella Gutierrez, in which she shoots a shot, which I really thought this shot's not going in. You have a body right in front, which I'm pretty sure it was Anagabi, or what happens to extend out a bit and the ball slowly rolls to the back. And then I'm like, oh, come on. I'm, I'm really thinking to the back. I'm like, we can not mess this up now. I'm like, do not tell me this team is going to, Chio's going to score two goals and then eliminate us because that would be the worst way to lose a match. But that's going to be an issue, which is which we will talk about later on in a future episode when I make a fan going to play against um, Rayadas. But just that's something America really need to work on. These defenders shouldn't get close up as much, communicate with one another and tell which player on the opposition has that ball and do your best to get rid of it because things like that, it's going to hurt us down the road in this Ligia. The second goal, really, it should have never really happened. But then after that second goal, Chivas were going to get opportunities to shoot more. Renata came up big and she and that and the team is. Everyone at that point was like, we cannot concede more goals. We cannot play away and lose because I did not want that to happen, which at the very end of the day, they tied 2-2. We didn't lose. We made Chivas unable to beat us in five games. And at the end of the day, we eliminated Chivas need, And we're just glad that we make them have to now reconsider what they're going to do with the future of their squad. And I'm just happy that America need. They defeated the rivals, and now they're moving on to the next round and in hopes to grab that second title of the league. Yeah, I mean, a lot of praises. Of course, like I mentioned, it wasn't the most rounded game of the season after all. You know, we ended up conceding two goals to Chivas, which I think should have never have happened. Um, but like you mentioned, AJ, you know, these moments in where the defense switches off. And again, it's something that we've criticized time and time again throughout the season is the fact that, you know, there's moments of disconcentration throughout the whole kind of lateral, the excuse me, later periods of the match where it's just like, okay, what's going on with these ladies? Why are they switching off? Do they feel like they have the game won or what happens? But, you know, we never really have a concrete answer, especially having very good center backs, I want to say. It's not like we, you know, we're putting up newbies or anything like that. We have very good tested, well-rounded center backs from this league that just haven't been able to play sometimes a full 90 minutes without making these kind of uh, blemishes of mistakes that eventually end up leading to a goal. But yeah, overall, I think the ladies have something really great here, an opportunity to really grab it and take it and look f- and, and, and really be title contender. Because at this point, you're in, t- you're in the semifinals. 
you know, you're just two games away from being able to make history and go into the final. So I think that's 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 a great thing about it. And I think these ladies understand it and know that they have such a, a great opportunity here. Christian, what do you what do you think says about this team that they were able to come into these two games, get the results that they needed, and still go out there and perform the way that they did? I mean, we've talked about the unity that this squad has. We've talked about um, how well they 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 get along with each other on and off the pitch. Overall, what do these two games say about this team? They're very resilient, and you know they don't shy away from anything. Uh, you 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 put us you put them in a situation. You're, you're okay. Listen, you're you're gonna go up against Chivas in the Liguilla match. Um, go win. Uh, and you know, for for us, that's that, that that means a lot because you know we we need to put this institution at the highest um it can be, and like uh like like the men had the opportunity to do it as well. Uh, just the ladies capitalized a lot better. Um, well, what, what, what I will say is um, you know, th- this was an important match just because you know of the two institutions, but I think this upcoming semifinal match is going to be even more important than that. Um, I think I think this league kind of has this um this thing where 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 the where the regio teams are are the are the top two teams, the cream of the crop, that no one can beat them, that uh, they're just above and beyond everyone else. And now we have the opportunity to dethrone uh, one of them and potentially dethrone the other one in the final. Uh, so for me, I think um you know putting aside uh, all all rivalry and stuff, I think this is this is probably going to be one of the most important matches in the history of America Feminine if we can beat this team. Um, this Rayadas team make it to the final, and then you know we'll we'll see then. But I think the I think the team needs needs to really come together, brush up on those mistakes. Because like AJ said, those mistakes cannot be happening, especially against this Rayadas team. Um, you know it it got a little bit scary. It when when it should have never gone to that point. I think America really outplayed them in in the whole 180. Well, but let's say let's say 170, um, and, uh, and and we did things well, you know. So that's something to applaud, something to to base off of, and just continue. I because like you said, this could be the making of something special. It definitely can be, and they got momentum. And I know that I've said this time and time again. Aliyah is all about momentum, and if you can capitalize on it, well, it can take you just as far as a final. But Anything else to add on in regards to this America versus Chivas side, uh, excuse me, America versus Chivas game for America Feminine? Nah, no? I think we covered it all. I think we definitely did cover it all, but you know what? We're not going to, we're not going to extend this episode any further. I know we've already taken quite a bit of time. AJ mentioned it. We will have a later episode throughout this week to preview all things America versus Rayadas in the semifinal of the Guardianes 2020 season. So don't miss it. It's going to be on Thursday live again here on YouTube and on Twitter. You guys can find it over on, uh, you can find us over on Twitter at the EY podcast and uh, we'll be covering all things America Feminine in the semifinals. We'll give you guys an in-depth preview. We're giving you guys all the information that you need to know coming into this one, where you guys can watch these games, what time, what are the venues, all that good stuff over on this episode on Thursday. So make sure you guys don't miss out on any of it. And we will bring you guys more America Feminine stuff. But first of all, I just want to give a quick round of applause to our ladies for actually going out and doing the job that is definitely merited for an America team. They went out there and uh, made us all proud. I think at the end of the day, um, we have this really good sentimental attachment to the ladies because, uh, you know, we've been there since the start. We've been trying to cover them extensively. And this season has definitely been uh, a special season, uh, not just to do with the fact with all this COVID situation, but I think the fact that we're um, just uh, 100% more on, on the coverage, I think that is exactly what uh, is making this, you know, season just that much more special. But gentlemen, anything else to add on before we wrap up the show? Okay, nothing to add. All right, AJ. Well, you've been able to veer away from the red card. We'll see whether or not you're able to keep <laughs> that streak going on Thursday when we're talking all things America Feminine. All right, gentlemen, I just want to say thank you so much for coming out today. I want to say thank you to every single one of you guys out there in the comment section and the ones who are watching and listening to us right now. We really, really appreciate all your guys' feedback and to everyone out there that has followed us or has been a part of this process. Thank you again for uh for just being here and making this a possibility to our beloved cowboy dylan we send our warmest regards we know you're out there hopefully the hamstring injury is uh doing a lot much more better aj how is the treatment going with dylan it's going well i've been talking with them wondering how's everything he says slowly but surely we're getting there we're getting back into full recovery so that's good to hear 
<laughs> All righty then. Hopefully those cabbage tacos are doing exactly what needs to be done in order to <laughs> in order to help him get back on his feet. All righty then. That does it for us here at the Eagle Podcast. Thank you to all of you guys. Thank you to our sponsor, Foot Call, for making this again a possibility. We'll be back to talk things all America Feminine in regards to uh, this semifinal on Thursday. And if you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys follow us over on Twitter and Instagram. Like Christian mentioned, so many news coming out in regards to the world of Coapa. Who's going to who's gonna leave? Who's going to come? Who's going to stay? And who's uh, never coming back ever again? Well, you guys will have to wait and find out throughout our Twitter and podcast. We'll be back next week to talk all things America. So, Again, thank you so much to everyone. Be safe out there. Wear your masks. And uh, gentlemen, anything else to add on? Oh my! Everyone, just be safe. Um, you know, wash your hands. Do whatever you need to do to to survive in this crazy world. Because you know, God knows when you know things will need to pop off again, right? But uh, like Ivan said, though, please, guys, please follow us on uh, on Twitter at Eagle Eye Podcast. A lot of news coming out this week, um, and you know AJ will have you guys covered with uh, with everything in in regards to the semifinal of the Guardian, uh, Guardianes 2020 Ligia. So it should be an exciting week for us, even though we just kind of had a disappointing one. Uh, but uh, like like Ivan said, stay tuned, and uh, thank you guys for watching. Yep, definitely. That is the world of America, never ending, never stopping, and always giving us something to talk about. All right, everyone, have a wonderful time. Make sure you guys stay safe, and as always, arriba America. Good night, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.